I'm Cynthia Murphy. And I'm Georgia Bowers. And this is Delete My Browser History. Hello again. Hi. So this is our fifth episode. So It's been going well, hasn't it? Yeah, when this one comes out. Actually, I feel like I should have a disclaimer for anybody watching on YouTube that we do own other clothes. Yeah. But um, we film a full month day. on the same day. So you'll get a new outfit every month, not every week. Yeah. But yeah, so a full a full month. Congratulations. <laughs> a full month in a Congratulations day. Congratulations to you. <laughs> okay, so I have got another true crimey one that I only found out about last week. And it's because the book that I'm plotting at the minute, I've just pitched it to my editor. So I don't know yet whether it will happen or not, but there is a famous disappearance case from the 90s in the book. So I've as yet to make that up. So I've been looking into disappearances and normally me and my husband watch a lot of true crime stuff, but he normally hates the unsolved mysteries because he's he doesn't get like a satisfying ending. But I find them quite interesting. So I came across this one and it's about the Jameson and family disappearance. Okay. So I watched an episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved, which I've never watched it before, but it was really good, really informative. And I was very hungover. So it was an easy way <laughs> to do some research. I'm going to dive straight in. On October the 8th in 2009, Bobby, Sherry Lynn and their daughter Madison packed up their car and went to look at a plot of land. Bobby was 44, Sherry Lynn was 40 and Madison was six. Now, Sherry Lynn also has a son called Colton, but he doesn't live with them. And that will come into it later. So they were from Oklahoma and they were going to look at this 40 acre plot kind of in the middle of nowhere. 40 acres is massive. Mm, Yeah. They weren't planning to build on it. Apparently they were planning to live in a storage container that they already owned. So whether they were going to do that while they were building or what, I don't know. And when you see pictures of this storage container, it's not like a fancy miniature home or it's just a storage container. So it was already a little bit strange. So they packed up the car, they took luggage and stuff with them. So they were obviously planning on going out for for a while but as far as I know they hadn't sold the house so they were due to come back they were never seen again so they were reported missing eventually and on the 16th of October 2009 so about eight days later some hunters that were out in that area found their locked and abandoned truck inside the truck was all of their luggage their wallets her purse a cell phone, the GPS system, and there was $32,000 in cash in the the truck. There was also their family dog who was malnourished but survived. Oh, okay. So the dog was rescued, but he was malnourished. He hadn't had food or water for eight days and he's still a good boy. So this has led police to kind of say, well, was it of their own accord that they got out of the truck? They've left stuff behind. They're obviously not fleeing or, you know, you would think if you were in danger, you would take your phone Mm. or if you were going to buy something, you would be taking that amount of cash with you. Had the little girl got spooked and run away into the woods and they'd Mm. run after her or had they been taken against their will? But then if they've been taken against their will, if somebody's got nefarious intentions, you can imagine $32,000 would be a big thing yeah. to leave behind. The next day, there was a large air and ground search party. Hundreds of people searched for them and 
nothing was ever found. Case went cold and that was that. So then four years later, on November the 16th, 2013, some hunters again found the skeletal remains of three people less than three miles away from where the truck had been found. 2.7 miles, I think it was. Loads of conjecture, like why wasn't it found earlier? Why wasn't it on the search? Especially it was from the air. And they just don't know. And because the bodies were so decomposed, the cause and the manner of death is unknown. Bobby's remains in his skull, there was a small hole, which they thought would possibly be a gunshot wound, but there was no evidence that it was. It could have just been a natural occurrence. Mm. So suspicious circumstances are possible, but nobody really knows. Whoa. However, when the truck was searched, everything was there apart from a briefcase that Sherry Lynn had packed and her gun. So they were the only things missing from the truck. No one knows where this $32,000 came from or why it was in the car. There's no signs that they were trying to kind of escape their life. They told everyone that they were going to look at this plot of land. Mm. You know, it didn't seem like they were on the run. But there is, so there's video footage from outside of their house on security cameras. And everything I read said that they were behaving weirdly while they were packing up the car and that they were in a trance-like state. And sometimes they would just stand staring into space. However, I watched it. And to me, it's just really old security camera footage. And there's bits where it, it looks like they're standing still, but I don't know if that's just a glitch on the because we have yeah. a camera and it does that now. So you imagine 2009. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's a bit creepy. This trance-like kind of, they just stand there rocking backwards and forwards while they're packing up the car. So there are loads of theories. One is that they got lost in the woods, but then why would they leave the stuff in the car? Why not take stuff with them like a cell phone? But then that's where the thing is, maybe they pulled over. Uh, maybe they had pulled over for a walk, had an argument, the kid had ran off or something like that. There is actually a photograph on the cell phone. There was pictures of the trip and the last picture on it is of the little girl. And she's got her arms folded and she's a bit like this. And everyone says that she looks unhappy or disturbed or maybe like the picture wasn't taken by her parents. But I think she looks a little bit sassy and a bit like, you know, mm. no, you're not taking yeah. my photo. So I don't whether that's connected or not, I don't know. Another theory is murder-suicide because in the car they found an 11-page long hate letter that Sherry Lynn had written to her husband, calls him a hermit, says that she wants a divorce, says that he doesn't care about the child. Don't know if he had read that or if she had given it to him or if she was planning on giving it to him mm. as like a, you know, happy moving in present. Did she write it? Did she write it? It looks like she wrote it. They think she wrote it. Mm. There's another letter that was found at their house saying that he was obsessed with death. Mm. But then the grandparents have come forward and say that they were great parents you know Mm. they seem to get on seem to be a happy family unit which I'll talk about again because I don't know if that's quite true another theory is that they were murdered by his father so Bobby had filed a protective order against his own dad after his dad had sent him death threats in 2008 and 9 so around the same time his dad had hit him with a car um, was called a very dangerous man and apparently was in with drugs and meth gangs and things like that and this is where it gets a bit because dad had hit him with the car he'd taken out a restraining order but he was also suing his dad saying he had done some work for his dad and never been paid for it so they were going through the courts for that as well but the family had said they were severely scared for their lives and the judge dismissed the case the sheriff who was involved had actually called the family scammers 
because apparently they had tried to sue three other different people and they were on disability and they'd tried to sue all these different people for car accidents. So Mm. I couldn't find whether he was really on disability and he'd had a legitimate accident or if they were kind of trying it on all the time. Mm. Another theory is that they were involved in a cult. Now you're talking. So in southeast Oklahoma, apparently there was a white supremacist cult and Sherry Lynn was on their death list. This is known because Sherry Lynn's best friend Nikki got an anonymous phone call after a documentary aired about the disappearances. And it was from a woman who said that she'd been part of this white supremacist cult and they had a book. And this book had all names in of people that had done them wrong and were on their death list. And Sherry Lynn and Bobby's names were both on it. There was also a witch Bible found in the Jameson home. But I've looked Mm. up witch Bible because I thought that was a bit of a vague kind Mm. of thing. So the only one I could find was you can buy it on Waterstones. (laughs) It's called the Witch's Bible. And it's initiation rites, how to run a coven, astral projection, that kind of thing Mm. by Janet and Stuart Farrah. It was published in 2002 and it's £15. Yeah, so not an actual Bible. Yeah, so whether that's... it, It just says witch which is Bible. So whether it was or whether it was that, I don't know. The friend who had got the phone call, Nikki, said that it had been bought as a joke. It was just a joke Mm. gag gift. And actually, I can kind of see that kind of stuff I'd send you in the post. Yeah. (laughs) However, Bobby had also confessed to his local pastor that he was reading a satanic Bible. So again, I looked up satanic Bible. There is a satanic Bible. It is a collection of essays, observations and rituals and and it was published by Anton LaVey, who is the founder mm-hmm. of the Church of Satan. Yeah. So it is split into books like the Bible is, and it basically argues against them. Um, yeah. So he said that he was reading that. Some things say Satanic Bible, some things say witches, and some say both. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's just giving a broad term to some kind of weird magic book. Mm-hmm. There was graffiti on the storage container that they were going to take with them and live in. Now, in one, I read that Sherry Lynn did this graffiti herself, but then in others, it just says it was graffitied. On the side of it, it says, three cats killed to date by people in this area. Witches don't like their black cats killed. So apparently they had had cats and the cats had died. And she had scrawled this on the side or I don't know. So this is on the container that they were going to take with them and live in. Some people said they were acting strangely. So apparently at one point, Sherry Lynn was driving her mum somewhere and then just stopped the car, and made her get out and left. And they claimed, to, this is my favourite, but they claim to have two to four ghosts in their house. <laughs> two to four. <laughs> two to four. Don't, yeah, don't quite know how. And the pastor, Father Gary Brandon, came forward and said that Bobby had actually asked him for special bullets to shoot spirits with. So there's a weird supernatural yeah. element there, which leads us to the next theory, which is drugs. Mm. <laughs> Either they were involved in some kind of drug things, it was a drug deal gone wrong, hence the amount of money and the strange behaviour. They could have been in financial trouble, so trying to make some kind of deal. That $32,000 indicates that there might have been some kind of deal going down but why would it still be in the truck if if the people who were doing the deal with them had got hold of them like surely they would have taken the money drugs are also suspected after those strange quote videos again you can watch them online again I don't know if it's just bad quality or if they are just really weird they were supposed to be good parents so would they have taken their daughter along on a drug deal no Um, or on BuzzFeed Unsolved one of them said well what about 
like this missing briefcase. Maybe they thought that the money was in it. One of them thought the other one had packed it. Maybe. They gave this and then they had to run away and got killed. And then the drug dealers couldn't find the car to get the actual money. Mm. Um, but again, why would they not try and find the car? And, you know, but then also they had this dog in the car. So had they gone back to the car and the dog, they were frightened of the dog, didn't go in to get the money? Possibly. They're the kind of theories. So then I went to strangeoutdoors.com. I think that's where I watched the video. And they had some more weird stuff that leaned to kind of the culty, supernaturally stuff. So Mm. apparently Madison, the little girl, had an imaginary friend called Emily. Yes. So that's according to the pastor. And Sherry Lynn, the mum, actually asked for an exorcism and called Emily a malevolent spirit. Oh, dear. Bobby said he was using the satanic Bible to exorcise spirits on the roof. Mm. I don't know why they're on the roof. I don't Um, think you'd use the satanic Bible for that either, would you? Well, I don't know. So... And this is all coming from the pastor, so I don't know what kind of a guy he is. Yeah, he's sounding a bit, you know. Yeah, he's called gay, you know. (laughs) Just sounds dodged, doesn't he? Um, (laughs) They had seances, so the friend Nikki said that Sherry Lynn took them really seriously, even though she just went and did it as a bit of a joke. And she also said that it was Sherry Lynn who wrote the graffiti on the container. But Nikki does agree that the house was haunted and said that after leaving, she would feel really down and depressed and it had a really Mm. bad atmosphere in there. But I don't know if that is necessarily just down to a haunting. That could be down to a bad family atmosphere. Yeah, Because then we come to, this is the only place I saw it reported, so I don't know if it's true, um, that Sherilyn had bipolar disorder and often didn't medicate it. And her older child from another marriage was taken to live with his dad when Sherilyn tried to commit suicide in July 2009. So that's only three, four months Mm. before they went missing. So you can imagine she was probably still a bit shook. The child said that she seemed very depressed and often acted strangely and that he wanted to go and live with his dad. So that's a bit sad. Then another weird thing, apparently near where the truck was, there was an abandoned wreck of another vehicle. And that was a thing that was used for shooting practice by locals. And that had satanic messages written all over it as well. So that's a weird little link looked at ranker they suggest that maybe they were going into witness protection for something so they might have been informants against a local drug deal and maybe that's why they had so much cash with them because they were trying to kind of go on the run into witness protection possible kidnapping plot so they bring up that photograph of Madison where it says she doesn't look very happy but I don't think she looks scared I, mm. you know I don't think I really agree with it it's more of a huff I'm not having a photo taken yeah someone suggested that they fake their own deaths so you know all about that now don't we? Catherine what she thinks about that yeah yeah carbon monoxide leak while sleeping in the car but that would just mean that they got disoriented and wandered mm. off but then why weren't the bodies found when they were searched for and then there was news reports of heavy rain at the time so it was possible Possibly a freak accident, and they were washed away. Mm. Did you say that they were that they ident they did identify the bodies? Yeah, right. Yeah, so they they were found, but four years later, and absolutely mm. no clues as to what had happened. I it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. What are you it's leaning so towards? Many. I don't see. I want to lean towards like the cult one. Yeah. But, <laughs> I think it was probably drugs. Yeah. I think it was that. I think there was reports of them both looking very worn down and thin and ill. And Mm -hmm. I think meth does that to you. And I think it sounds like they were all very stressed and possibly not in a good place. It's just really sad that the daughter went with them. Yeah. So I'm I'm a bit suspicious about these two to four ghosts 
that were living in the house. Beautiful. Well, this is it. So if, you know, if somebody's mentally unwell and they get an idea in the head, had they gone with the daughter, had she kicked off and she'd said, well, you're possessed yeah. now by this spirit and had something happened then, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, a lot of weird stuff being discussed, definitely. Oh, I'm going to have to watch this now. Yeah, so there you go. BuzzFeed Unsolved, the strange disappearance of the Jameson family. There you go. Thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> You're welcome. For those, for those nightmares. I know. Um, Good story so, fodder, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So many different it's, routes. Yeah, it's like start, starting with the bodies and then and then working back and, like, what are the options here? What, yeah. It, it, yeah yeah uh, no that is a, that's a good one right so my final one is this is a subject that's quite close to your heart because of your experience as the tooth fairy ah <laughs> <laughs> um so I was at the park with my daughter and her first tooth fell out <laughs> without us realizing and we lost it in the park and I always think this this poor child would then some poor child would then go on to find a human tooth in the park which would be quite (laughs) traumatic but um my daughter was devastated because obviously it was her first tooth and we needed the tooth otherwise the tooth fairy wouldn't come so I shot off a message to Cynthia saying can you call us and pretend to be the tooth fairy and then no questions asked we got a voicemail (laughs) from the tooth fairy so there you go I highly recommend her Yes, we're talking teeth, talking talking teeth. So mm. I always think of Cat Ellis whenever I come across something like this, and yeah. Harrow Lake and that the the tree with all the teeth hanging off of it. Yeah, uh, and it's a bit like the hair, really. I think it, it's there's just I think teeth, hair, and fingernails. Is it because I don't know? It's still there. They're still there when because it's removed from a body. But yeah, it's something that's so it's like yeah. if you find a fingernail, it's just gross, isn't it? I remember yeah. working in a pub and finding a false nail in the oh. dishwasher, and even though I knew it was a false nail, it was it was horrible. It was just there, like popping around in the dishwasher. That's so, yeah. Disgusting. Just definitely the fact that they're not where they should be. Yeah. I was in a meeting once and uh, the lady sat behind me was clipping her nails throughout. No. Yeah, it was like, it was like, an, uh, it was a, it was somebody, I can't, I don't know how to ex- describe the setup. There's somebody at the front and we were all in rows of chairs facing them. And this woman was just sitting there clipping her nails and I could hear the clip and then I could hear the, the drop. Oh, that's disgusting. It was, yeah, it was really, yeah, it was it? really, it was too much. It's too much for me. No. Anyway, so again, this, this was research for Legend Buried. I heard this on a podcast so I listened to Buffering the Vampire Slayer and if you're a Buffy fan it's a great podcast they're watching the Buffy episodes in order and then talking about them and at the beginning of each one they do this little segment called Spooky News where they hear they share something like weird that they've heard and it's normally like something about you know a woman marrying a ghost or something like that or a woman divorcing the ghost that she's married (laughs) but this one was she's married yeah <laughs> they get they get a heart yeah it's very difficult for them trying to <laughs> hold down a relationship so this particular one was about construction workers uh, in a building in valdosta in georgia in america they discovered a thousand human teeth stored in the second floor wall oh i love that it's a thousand human teeth i hope somebody sat and counted them yeah all. definitely um, i think and- any amount of human teeth falling out on you on the wall would feel like a thousand you know you would just be yeah. like Ugh. yeah yeah never ending <laughs> and I, I it doesn't say how like what happened but i just imagine like this you know guy 
swinging a sledgehammer into the wall and then just teeth pouring out of a yeah, hole. That's, that's exactly what I imagine. That's how it would happen in my book anyway. Yeah. So apparently the building was built in 1900 and it was occupied um, by various dentists, which is a relief, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> so we know that there was dentists working the building at some point. Um, but the weird thing was that one of the construction workers was like, oh, hey, that's happened to me at a couple of other buildings around here as well. Oh, no. Um, yeah, knocking down walls and then teeth, human teeth coming out of them. Okay. Isn't that weird? Yeah, very. <laughs> I just thought, how... How and why? How and why would this happen? One one of my theories is that they put the teeth that they remove from their customers. They if they remove like a bad tooth or something or wisdom teeth, they would just like dispose of them. And I wondered whether they had some kind of disposal thing in the walls because I have also read about people finding razors in the walls. I read that this? one. Yeah. yeah, they used to have them like a little slot by the mirror in, the, in a bathroom. Yeah, in the um, in their medicine cabinet yeah you'd have a little slot at the back and it was when they first bought out like safety razors and they needed somewhere to dispose of them safely because back in those days I've got it here somewhere they used to burn a lot of their trash in America burn a lot of their trash and then they'd spread it on the yard on the backyard but obviously razors don't burn very easily and you have ran the risk of just like chucking a load of razors on your backyard which probably isn't advisable so yeah I just I just wondered whether that was like a setup for dentists possibly so do you not know why they were in the wall? No, there's no explanation. And I know there's no explanation as to why they were there. Um, The police aren't looking into it. They're not interested. Um, Some local history society offered to take the teeth, but nobody's really, really knows why they were there. But it has to, I mean, they have to have been put there for a reason, disposal. But also my other theory, I'm wondering, because when you start like looking up tooth law, you can use teeth in all sorts of magic, you know, witchcraft and spells like that. So I'm wondering whether these dentists were like, moonlighting and offering their services and they were just like look if you give us one of your teeth then we'll make sure that you will never get toothache again or we'll make sure that that guy will fall in love with you or whatever but then they were just like eh, not really and just taking the teeth just I, d- I don't know so, so but they were in they were like boxed up they were in a no, wall they were loose they were loose inside the wall but they were in the wall so it's not like yeah. you could stick your hand in and just pull one out when you needed one no so because I thought maybe it was a money thing because they used to use real human teeth in false teeth didn't they yeah so that was my thought that they might be hoarding them but then if they were in the wall yeah but maybe it would be like an illegal racket so they were hiding them so they were just like just doing it over over a period I mean they found a thousand but they could have been you know and I suppose by that point if you've like knocked a wall down you wouldn't really be able to see how you know whether there was some sort of like you know way of putting your hand in or yeah you know or it had been blocked over yeah Yeah, I, I like that I like that theory maybe they were keeping them make dentures yeah so and then I just went on like a teeth I went down a teeth rabbit hole which sounds really scary (laughs) um oh and have you ever seen that photo of the photo of like a the kid's skull yeah it's horrible isn't it it pops up on my twitter timeline every now and then and it's 
absolutely just it's mm. hideous the fact that they're all they're I used to show it when I was a teacher I used to show it to the kids when we did teeth in science and <laughs> be like look what's in yeah. your head yeah they <laughs> get them all waiting, nightmares waiting to come out yeah anyway I've got a few little tooth facts here for you like I said a bit of tooth lore okay I'll whisper this um so the tooth fairy uh, originated around 1900 and she or they or he or whatever is an amalgamation of lots of different legends from all over the place before we had a fairy I suppose fairies are a bit more palatable before it was a fairy it was a mouse and yeah so so and mice are quite significant to dental traditions apparently because mice mice teeth just grow continually forever but I I like the idea of a fairy rather than a mouse leaving some money under my child's pillow oh I don't know I think mice is cute Oh, do you think so? Yeah, just carrying a little pound. Oh, yeah, that is quite cute. And it's little paws. Yeah. Yeah. Whiskers and... (laughs) Oh, I don't... There's something about fairies that I don't know. I don't really like butterflies and moths and things. I think it's the flappy action. Yeah, fluttery things. Yeah. So, and this is another thing. This this was one of the things I came across when I was looking at, like, teeth in spells. In medieval Europe, fears of witchcraft were so prevalent that they were convinced that witches would use children's teeth in spells against them. So when they lost their teeth, they would burn them. So that was quite a common thing that would happen right. in medieval Europe just so to they make will sure because if, well, if the dentists were trying to get rid of them surely that yeah. would have been an easier thing to do just incinerate them yeah imagine just coming across a bonfire of teeth oh <laughs> yeah, that makes you think whether they were just collecting them for something yeah in Scandinavian cultures teeth that had fallen out were saved and thought to bring good luck so that's why um, you'd see in battle they'd wear like a string of teeth around their neck because they thought it would it would bring them luck many different cultures Cultures believe in discarding their teeth by throwing it. Children in Brazil throw their teeth onto the roof and ask to be bought a new one in its place. In other parts of Brazil, they'll throw or give their tooth to a bird oh. um, and to bring them a new one. Egyptian children throw their lost teeth to the sun wrapped in tissue. And children in Greece will toss their baby teeth onto the roof and make a wish for their teeth to grow strong and healthy. So there's a lot of te- teeth throwing going on. Yeah. Imagine and if it- you're like, you're in your garden doing yeah. some gardening. <laughs> Just having and a then- drink. <laughs> what's that <laughs> just plops in your tea yeah japan has a belief that separates their lower and their upper teeth so you throw your upper teeth down to the dirt and the lower teeth up to the roof so that encourages them to grow the direction that they're supposed to grow okay. teeth are used in all sorts of spells as i said it's a horse tooth on display at the museum of witchcraft and magic which I've never visited, but I, I think we Me should either. probably go. I'd like to and go. The document, yeah, the document from the archive says that the tooth of a horse is a powerful charm against gum boils, massage against the tooth, and trouble soon fades away. Because it's so, so big, it's just popped your boil, that's why. Yeah, and there was this idea that treating something with something that looked the same way would cure it. That's a very Victorian medieval, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like, let's just stick this on there and... Yeah, because it looks like it should. Yeah. And then and I like this one. Another document says that West Country folk believe that by accident, it has to be by accident, you find the tooth of horse and you carry it around with you as long as you live. 
then you will never want for money. But the tooth must be found by chance. So I don't know how you can find a tooth mm. that's not finding it by chance. I don't know how that would work. Unless it was like a thing and people started trying to pull them and... Maybe that's... No, you have to find it. You can't go and... Yeah, maybe, maybe they yeah they put that message out and then you're right. People went and started trying to pull horse teeth out and they were like, no, no, wrong. It won't work if you do it like that. And There's then, a field this, of horses just down the road from us. So I'm very tempted now to just check the ground every time I walk past. And horse teeth are massive, aren't they? They are big, aren't they? Imagine rubbing that against your... Mm. Another cure for toothache, and this is from the Highlands. I love this. A dead man's finger <laughs> or a coffin nail would be put in the mouth of the sufferer with, with those in pain, ideally retrieving these items from the graveyard themselves. Oh, okay. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. However, it's believed this aspect of the charm was rarely carried out. Yes, I can imagine. And like, can you yeah. imagine the bacteria that you then introduce it into your mouth? Like the complete opposite of what you should be doing. Yeah. Also, how much pain would you have to be in to dig up somebody's finger? I don't know. Have you ever had a bad toothache? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, to be fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. Oh, but yeah. So lots of interesting teeth stuff there. But yeah, I think exactly. you're onto something with those dentures, with the with the dentist maybe ca- collecting the teeth. Yeah, I'm going to go and Google it now. Yeah, yeah. And if I yeah. find out anything, I'll do an episode on it. Yeah, do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you for joining us for the whole month. Yeah, a whole month's worth of oh. podcasts. And we will see you next time. Yes, in different outfits. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Browser history deleted.